An angel is sent to help a clergyman and his spouse. A detective seeks to solve a murder by an unknown soldier. An orphan tries to become a gentleman. Santa Claus goes to court. And a reporter goes undercover to expose anti-Semitism. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1947. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The Academy Award. And the Oscar goes to Gentlemen's Agreement. Craig. Look at us. Here we are, 75 years ago. Are you excited that we're finally doing the movies from our birth year? I'll be excited when you stop <laughs> rustling that fucking paper in my ears. That'll be exciting. I'll be excited for that day. You Sorry. just no-sold my joke, though. I'm so- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, we are very old. We are, yeah. we are quite old. Not as old as Alex Quijano, who's getting no, married today. Former guest. Former guest, our, friend of the podcast. Our, our 1982 episode. You mm-hmm. have to... Pack up and go to his wedding after this. So. Yep. You made the joke of, I didn't know they let 60-year-olds get married anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we had let 89-year-old men become state senators and 60-year-old men get married. Really, it's a patriarchy oh, that God. we're living in. It is the patriarchy. A, a, no. a woman would never get that that sort of uh, credit. I don't know. Longe- longevity? Well, Diane's about that age, too, right? <laughs> Diane, She's still, still kicking it. I have this theory that Diane is just, they're weekend at Bernie, Bernie'sing her. <laughs> she's just, yeah. uh, she's just being propped up. Yeah. Kamala's, Kamala's in charge of doing all like Pinocchio being her around. Yeah. But we did win the Senate. Uh, yeah. So that's you and good. I, you and I did. Single handedly. <laughs> we yeah. are going to be in charge. Yeah. Get ready because there are a lot of changes afoot. And yeah, um, Megan is actually um, she's the majority whip. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm going to make it a law. Everybody has to watch the bishop's wife. It's a non-negotiable, guys. Written into the Constitution. Meg, um, we, I know we always talk about movies from the year, but I feel like this is important because it did come out two days ago, and I needed to find out if you'd watched Falling for Christmas yet. Okay, it's on my um, it's on my watch list. It's on my watch list, and I'm um, I'm pretty psyched. I mean, now is the time to tell the people. I think that I am expecting a child uh, mm-hmm. from my uterus at yeah. some point in early. Please let it be early February. <laughs> Like, just please let it be early February. Just let it pop up like that groundhog. Yeah. You know? I want to sneeze. I want to sneeze and whoop, there it comes, sliding out. How yeah. do people go to, remember these people that go to, like, the, the bathroom? They didn't know they were pregnant, and they go to the bathroom, and it's like, whoops, there's a baby in the toilet or whatever. I yeah. That's I, what I want for myself. Too late for that. Yeah. But, um, so I have, like, I'm very excited for the holiday, the holiday season, because I'm... I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's interesting that you have, you've told our listeners before you've told any sort of social media. Yeah. Well, what are you supposed to say <laughs> on social? 
you know because these people, because our listeners are closer to you than random social media friends. That's true. That's true. You You know, know, we go into their homes every two to three weeks for five years now. For five years now. God, that's such a long time. My, that's such a long time. I don't know. I don't know if I'll make it another five. I'll (laughs) tell you what. I'm going at this wedding today. I'm wearing like a like I'm wearing like a a like. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a trying comf- to... Like a, like a comforter? <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I wish I was. It's kind of cold in LA. I'm wearing the opposite of that. It huh. is, uh, it is a dress by one Miss Kimberly Kardashian um, for mm. her Skims line. I gotta okay. tell you, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I've been watching Great. it and I, I'm a fan. And so I ordered this dress and it is like, yeah. Like, it's a dress I would never wear if I wasn't right. So it's a dress that she normally would wear that you turned around? Is that what we're... <laughs> it's a dress she would wear, and you and she'd be like, and it'd be like, damn, look at her body. And yeah. I'm going to wear it, and people are going to be like, damn, <laughs> look at her body. There's lumps and bumps and stuff going everywhere. So no. anyway, all that's to say is the jig is up. After I'm sure there will be pictures of me online from this wedding, right. and uh, so so the jig will be up. So they yeah, say. and you're so like high school and college friends you haven't talked to in 15 to 25 years will be pouring out and being like, oh my god, Megan. Maybe, but maybe they this, won't. But probably, probably have they won't you decided care. is it going to be? Is this Damien? <laughs> <laughs> I told. I was telling somebody else the other day. Is this the end? Should, <laughs> this, should we prepare should, for end times? <laughs> I told someone the other day that my he's a boy, that my son is probably the Antichrist because he was when he was conceived conceived, and don't mm-hmm. get all gross about it, guys. He was conceived in a doctor's office. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, I straight up had uh, the COVID nineteen virus. I had COVID. When he was, yeah. and and the and you know what, it's really bad. It's really bad. I shouldn't say this, but like, I knew I had COVID, and the nurses are like, "Can we COVID symptoms?" And I'm like, "Look, this woman dead in her eye," and I'm like, "No, good." Had COVID, got inseminated, birthing the Antichrist. What is that sound? You're gonna. Are you? We sure that you're not just gonna give birth to like a wet market bat? <laughs> It looks normal on the ultrasound, but here's the thing. Those things could be fooled. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. pretty I'm pretty sure he's got horns. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, baby. I don't mean to say that. I'm apologizing to my unborn. No. Anyway, I'm gonna be at this wedding sober today, so pray for me. We will. I Never. mean, by the time people hear this, like they'll have, you'll have expired, or you know, you've made it through. Yeah. Never. It'll never been be like. If if you make it through this wedding, we should. I'm gonna I'm gonna text Maddie and make sure he has like one of those like marathon blankets to like put on you. Oh like, my god! Yeah, I run out and they. It's just like a, a just wrap wrap around. I was gonna say yeah. I've never been to. Uh, I've never spent a wedding. Sober, but I'd, I, I'd never spent a Sunday sober. I don't, oh. this is. So many different things you're dealing with today. Yeah, it's really, it's, um, it's tough, guys. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's, it's rough hard out going. there. 
It's, you know, it's like, well, it's, it's emotionally and physically draining. And do you know what really helps when you're emotionally and physically drained? Drinking. Yeah. Um, well, I know something else that helps and that's talking about the best picture nominees of 1947. One sure. of our stronger years. Sure. Um, the theme <laughs> of this year was, uh, Christmas. Christmas and the Jews. Or <laughs> Christmas and the Jews. Christmas or anti-Semitism? Take your pick. Yeah. Take your um, pick. So we're going to start we're, we're going to start I with think, Christmas. I like to think that Charles Dickens enca- encapsulates both of those things too. Yeah. 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 So um, we're going to start wife. as God intended, as yeah. God intended. Yeah, with the bishop's with wife. Christmas. <laughs> the um, bishop's wife. Have you ever seen the preacher's wife? The I Houston haven't, and remake? I didn't even realize until I was watching this that it, the preacher's wife just was like a remake of the bishop's wife. And I, then I went to the yeah. then I went to the preacher's wife's IMDb page, and one of the comments was like, "It's not fair for people to judge this movie against something or the bishop's wife." And I was like, "Well, they definitely can judge it against the bishop's wife because it's just the bishop's wife." With an updated cast. Literally, like, instead of a bishop, he's a preacher. And by the way, don't ask me what the difference between those two things are. Mm-mm. I'm giving birth to Satan. I wouldn't be able to tell you. No, she doesn't know these things. Um, I found the first hour, particularly of this movie, utterly charming. Very much so. I mean, Cary Grant, here's the thing. Cary Grant as an angel, sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. You, well, here, here's a little bit of interesting, an interesting factoid I also read on the IMDb. Um, Cary Grant and David Niven were cast in opposite roles. Oh, my. That, and well, that start, sort of I makes... Don't know if they, I don't know if they fully started production or they just had done, like, read through the script and stuff, and the director left the project. And when the new director came on, he was like, nope, this is wrong. You guys got to switch. And switched them. You know, I'm of two minds about that because I am like, uh, Cary Grant, it, it does seem like he, like he does play more like serious, more, I don't know. Like he, like I can see, I guess my thing is I can see Cary Grant in the David Niven role, but the David Niven, I I don't know if I can see him as the angel, especially because the woman kind of falls in love with the angel. And I'm like, babe. If you're married to Cary Grant, you don't want to go... Fuck You're not looking David around at anybody else, unless it's Gregory Peck, which we'll get into. Uh, if you're married to Cary Grant, you're yeah. just not. Even I felt, if he all he cares about is raising money for his church. <laughs> I thought about this at the end. I was like, thank God none of them will remember that Cary Grant had visited them because you'd live the rest of your life being like, I cannot believe I didn't even get on that dick. Like, Yeah. I wonder if... Um, I kept wondering watching this movie in particular if it was if it was rushed into production after It's a Wonderful Life, even though It's a Wonderful Life was famously like a flop. It right. was nominated for Best Picture. But it, there's so many similarities. It's like literally, it's another angel coming yeah. to help a man. Yeah. Like so Coming to help a man um, and, and, and no and they don't believe him. Well, of course not, whatever. And it's Yeah. The difference is um Clarence uh doesn't try and fuck Donna Reed. And it's a wonderful life. Right. But yeah. And it's a wonderful life. Clarence is not. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking we were going 34th street and I was like, Oh God, nobody tries to fuck it. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clarence is not trying to fuck Donna Reed. God, I love Donna Reed. 
Uh, no. This woman's name was Loretta. You don't hear that name a lot. No, you don't. And it sounds, um, when I think of Loretta, well, of course I think of Loretta Divine. I think of Loretta Divine is who I think of. Yeah. Um, and I think of um, Kevin Hart in, uh, sorry, this is just me, in one of my favorite <laughs> films, Think, think like, like a, a Man, man. saying, Miss Loretta! So there's a Jennifer, what's his, her face, is in that movie, and her name is Miss Loretta. Yeah. Who's, who's, um, the, who's the queen of Black Hollywood? Jennifer, she Jennifer, calls herself that. Oh, Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis, thank you. Yeah. Um, the second half of this movie sort of just becomes a bunch of, like, bits. Yeah. Like, there's that whole scene with, like, the choir singing where it's like, okay, we're going to take, like, four minutes off so you guys can listen to us boys choir saying and then there's the there's a scene at the skating rink where it's just like obviously um stunt doubles like skating doubles doing like a whole routine it's like we didn't really have enough to pad out this whole film did we guys no they really did the the setup was fun and then they didn't really have much of a conflict because there was no world in which cary grant was gonna like, I, th- I assume, I've never seen The Preacher's Wife, but right. I assume they could play with a, a little bit more and be, like, have, like, the, like, it's Denzel Washington that's playing, like, the He's Cary the Grant Clark role. Gable, and Courtney, Van- Courtney B. Vance is the Cary is the Grant, preacher. not Clark Gable. God damn it, don't mix them up. Um, but, yeah, I, I imagine that there's, like, a little more sexual tension between the two of them, and you can tease that out a little bit more. It's 1947, so there's, like, as yeah. much as, like, they are enjoying each other's company, there's not, like, they don't have that, like, heavy sexual tension or whatever. And yeah. the, the marriage isn't that fraught, basically, yeah. you know? Um, when was the last time, because I, <clears throat> in watching this movie, I thought about you. How many times this week did you get caught in a, var- a recently varnished chair? <laughs> <laughs> he made that happen, right? He magicked that? He made yeah, that happen? Yeah, he magicked it. Okay. I and kept the saying old, the old woman who is um, basically she's the she's the character in the story that he has to get the money from. She's the only rich woman in the world. She's the only. And he <laughs> needs to get all the money for the church from this one woman, and she just oh wants everything. She's like, uh, so when you do this picture of the Last Supper, can you make uh, Jesus look like my dead husband George? <laughs> <laughs> when he got stuck in that chair, I kept being like, just take your fucking pants off. Yeah. And, then, and then he, and then immediately he called and was like, "Can I get some new trousers?" And I was like, "I'm sure this. Is, I'm sure you're wearing. You got a whole situation underneath there. It's not that big of a deal." Also, I'm sure she towel. she still has so many of George's trousers 100%. in that house. Hundred percent. Throw the think, dude a bone. Did you think when Dudley, the angel's name is Dudley, by Dudley. the way? Mm, did you think when Dudley? <laughs> That was left over from when it was David Niven playing it. Yeah. When Dudley went to the house um, and he finds that box, which it turns out to be like um, a song that was written by her her true love, the old woman's true love, not her dead husband. It's interesting you say say true love, her true love. That's the true true. Yeah. Yeah. That's the true true. (laughs) Well, you know, I am. I'm always thinking of Tom Hanks in (laughs) Cloud Atlas. So, um I thought the box was going to contain George's ashes. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been dark. That would have been. I thought he was going to open up and maybe, like, bring George back. He was going to, yeah, like, bring reconstitute George, like, the ashes. Yeah. I will say we got a really cool moment of um, just, like, 
like super CGI amazing effects when he <laughs> like was like, hmm, this tree isn't right. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and magicked all of the tinsel on the tree. Yeah. Anyway, it looked like shit. <laughs> Good job, Bishop's wife. Your 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 uh your effects budget was I shit. actually wrote I wrote gaudy ass tree. <laughs> Work tree, work. <laughs> um, yeah, the first half was fun. It was a fun setup. I love Cary Grant. Watching Cary Grant help old men across the street, and the, I don't really understand why the professor was important, but that's fine. Um, yeah. he, that character was like, "What is happening now?" Uh, but it was it was enjoyable to watch. And then I just kind of then it was just like other ways for them to be together, but like non sexually. So, right. like, very tame skating. Although Sylvester, the cab driver, who just is also the only cab driver in town, yep. um, I, when he's like, oh, there's going to be a wedding yeah. between you and Dudley. Awkward. And then, whew, awkward. The bishop was like, ooh. We're, we're married and we're religious. We don't, I don't know. What kind of religion is the bishop? Is that Catholic? Is that Catholic? Episcopalian. Episcopalian. I think he's an Epi- I mean, bishops are also Catholic, but I think this was supposed to be an Episcopalian bishop. Right, because ca- Catholic bishops can't get married? Wow. No. Don't yeah. know. Because any- they're, you know, they're a, they're a jump up over a priest. Right. They're married to yeah. uh, the Pope. Is that right? Yeah. They're married to, yeah, they're married to the Pope. The Pope. Uh, they married the Pope. Uh, they're married to Papa Francis. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this. I'm carrying the Antichrist. I don't know any of that stuff. Um, yeah, the second um, half was kind of the, a, whatever. It's what funny and that then this we get was, a, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we, we end the movie with a real, like, hell yeah, Jesus moment. So, yeah. 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 Got to get that Jesus in there. Well, to balance out all the... <laughs> the Would you say... At the end there, like, when they, like, when it goes very Jesus, did you get, like, a real firm kick from oh, your unborn yeah. child? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right in the bladder. Yeah. He, he was like, get up, go pee, don't watch this shit. <laughs> he was like, put on malignant. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for you, Damien. Hey, yeah. Maddie, we're making jokes about... He's he's nodding in the kitchen. He's laughing though. He's he's laughing. He thinks it's funny. He thinks it's funny. Um, oh boy. Yeah, uh, it's funny that this is nominated for best picture. I mean, it's fine. I guess. Yeah. Pick us where maybe it wasn't slim. A great, it wasn't a great year. I mean, we'll get to it. I know you watched at least one other film from the year. I watched like three others, but it was even far, hard to find. Usually, like when you go, when I go back and do these things, like there's the things that were nominated for Best Picture, and then there's like, oh, and there's this Japanese film that yeah. has an 8.6 on IMDb that I've never watched before, and it I couldn't find any, I think one film I watched had an 8, but it was hard to find stuff even in like the high 7s in terms of another movie to watch. Well, so. you know, the funny thing is um, that we, I think that we, from 75 years of doing this, feels like yeah. 75 years, uh, <laughs> is that it really does go like a lot of it follows trends like every other like 1948 was pretty strong and I think yeah. that's another you know what I mean and I, I'd be interested in 1946 I assume will be some, you know what I mean somewhat strong every other it feels like every other yeah. year basically yeah. is like this this year sidebar 2022 is I think shaping up pretty good I've yeah. seen a lot I've of good movies to- this year 
Yeah. I've, I've seen a ton since we last podcast because I went into the Philly Film Festival, like basically right after I think I'd seen one of those movies and I ended up seeing like 10 or 11 things. So, right. Wow. Um, I've seen a lot. Um, but before we can talk about that, we of course have to talk about Crossfire. Crossfire. You can get Crossfire. 80, 86 crossfire. minutes long. Yep. Film noir. Love that. You sent me the version the with the... Um, <laughs> With the with Commentary. some scholars talking about it, yeah. yes, which I did listen to a large chunk of, by the way. I was because I was interested. Oh, it was mostly about the Hayes Code. Well, the Hayes Code, and also a lot about Huac, Huac, yeah, Huac. Huac. Um, a lot about that because this was the heyday of uh, McCarthyism. Yeah. Um. This yeah. movie has like the opposite problem, I think. Of uh, the Bishop's Wife. I mean, totally different films, but I thought like the last twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of this movie were really good. Yeah. But the first hour was just super confusing and weirdly like not for. It's basically, I mean, it's the story about it opens with a body. Basically, a man gets murdered. This and is one of the Jewish the, movies. This is an anti semite This is about anti semitism. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's not, not about out- Christmas. It's not yeah. about Christmas. Don't this get it one twisted. doesn't. This one doesn't. We don't realize is a, the anti an anti semitism movie until later in the film. Whereas right. um, Gentleman's Agreement, which we'll talk about uh, at the end, uh, it's from the from the jump. But um, yeah, it's just I just thought for like a crime film that literally opens with a body. I was like, I'm just not super interested in this mm-hmm. until like I thought the very like last act of the film was like really well made but up until that point i was like kind of bored yeah i agree well also it was hard kind of keeping everybody uh monty who ends up being the the killer is quite an interesting character yeah but it was also hard but i would say it was hard keeping the other they're all like white guys in uniform yeah and it's in black and white so yeah it's a bunch of white soldiers and white police officers like those are all the characters in the movie except for like two women yeah except for the one from it's a wonderful life what's her face who who plays like the sex worker or whatever um not in and then glory and then gloria graham no that's the gloria graham is from what's wonderful life right right? who looks who we've talked about this before looks exact annette benning played her in a movie and she looks the exact same as a young Annette Bening. yeah they do really look very similar um, but other than that, it's so it was hard to keep them kind of straight, and like it was, yeah. yeah, I was having trouble being like, wait, is that the guy that was the? And also, they're like, they t- the, there's like a flashback where it's a lying flashback. It like didn't right. happen that way, but it's like unclear that it didn't. You know, what I mean, I didn't realize until later. I was like, oh, he was lying. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I don't know. It was fine. It was int- I mean, it was, you know, it was confusing. But you're right. When when it comes to light that it was Monty, that he did it, that he did the he did the murder. Spoiler right. alert. And he did it because the guy was Jewish. Then it picked up for me. Can I also but it was tell a you? Little I thought, too little, too little, too late. I thought they were saying throughout the movie when they first like bring it up. I couldn't tell if they were saying Jew or you. And it basically wasn't until he has, which is actually a good monologue, that monologue that's like, I'm laying out the whole, like, idea of anti-Semitism about his grandfather being Roman Catholic. Right. And, like, being murdered. Um, 
that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they have been saying Jew this Jew, whole time. This whole time. <laughs> yeah, it was, you're right, it was kind of confusing. I only, yeah. I, I only knew because I had Wikipedia because I was trying to keep the characters straight. So that's how right. I, I was like, oh, it's about, Ju- it's about yeah. Judaism. That's why, why yeah. it was, it, yeah. It was fine. A lot of yeah. these char- a lot of these actors were testified. Huak. <laughs> oh, and then the book. Oh, and then the other thing I learned from Wikipedia was, and also the dudes talking, was um, the what's it called? The book that this was based mm-hmm. on was originally about. It wasn't about anti-Semitism at all. It was about. Homophobia. The guy that they killed. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. The guy that they killed is called like the brick something or other. The guy that they killed in the book is a guy in the military that they killed because he was gay. But the Hayes Code. Because of the Hayes Code, they couldn't do that. Couldn't do right. that. Couldn't even imply that somebody was gay. And so they had to change it to anti-Semitism. Interesting. Anyway, um, interesting. I'm trying to look at my notes to see if... Montgomery, ultimately, Monty, pretty dumb killer. Dumb killer. Kind of, kind, of but, surpri- kind of surprised it took them so long to figure it out. Yeah. And then he's and then bad at running away. Hiding a yeah. fucking thing. I will say. Nice to, nice to see. Uh, at least police have stopped shooting perps in the back, though. <laughs> like, I was like, that's one thing that's changed in 75 years. Sure. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah. we just, now they just shoot him in the front. Yeah, now they just shoot him while they're sleeping or shoot him. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, one of the guys, when I, I watched part of that with the commentary, and they were like, something about, like, police don't shoot. So, these are older dudes talking about this. Right. Something about police don't shoot people anymore with, like, they don't <laughs> use deadly force as much. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> sirs, um, I sirs, did, this I also is the year think- of our Lord 2022. What are you talking about? The way they end up catching Monty, that address trick, I was like, pretty good trick. Yeah, pretty good trick. <laughs> They put, like, the house next door, but he knew where it actually was, so he went to where he actually did the murdering. I was like, pretty smart. Did pretty the mur- I love did the murdering. What a fun... He did the murdering there. What a fun That's where turn he did the murdering. <laughs> yeah. That guy was scary. He was, like, very imposing. Yeah. Apparently, he was the most liberal... Like, he was a very liberal guy. That's why... And he, like, insisted Robert, on... Robert do- Ryan. Robert Ryan. He wanted to do yeah. this movie because... I don't know. Because liberalism. Because leftism. Yeah. Because of left. Because of Karl Marx, he wanted to do this movie. Yeah. 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 I heard he was a big Angles guy. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was short, which was nice. Yeah. Um, you know what a movie that, uh, I mean, not long by a lot of our standards, but felt interminable? Great Expectations. Damn, Great Expectations. Okay. Can we just say right away? So... I, I, I just want to say this, like, straight up top. I love the book Great Expectations. And mm-hmm. you're going to be like, me, people at home, not you. Megan makes me read. But listen, Dickens fucking slaps. Like, Great Expectations and A Tale of Two Cities, like, they go by like that. They're, it's His writing is still, it's just very, because he was writing, like, you know, whatever. It's like, but I mean, I mean, the listeners don't know this, but like, we actually, we almost had to start recording late because I had to have Maddie rip your copy of Bleak House out oh of your God. hand. Oh my God! He was like, enough. <laughs> you- 
Enough. You have to go record the podcast. I, I can't talk to you anymore about David Copperfield. Uh, he was yelling at me. Yeah. Um. Whatever. The way he wrote it, like, weekly for whatever, for newspapers and, like, he... The, the the way he writes is it's very engaging. I love the story of Great Expectations. Alfonso Cuaron in the nineties mm-hmm. made. I'm sorry. I, I maybe it's just because I'm a child of the nineties. I'm a millennial. Whatever. But that is fucking. That shit is definitive. I love that version of Great Expectations. I think it's so. You know what my you know what my sixth grade English teacher called it. What. Some Great guy? sex expectations. Oh, yeah, because I do have sex. <laughs> it's pretty good. She wears that green outfit. Fucking De Niro's in it. Ethan Hawke, who I love. It's, like, just good, man. Um, I mean, we all... I mean, this is so obvious. Like, everyone knows I'm going to say this, but... I mean, people always just assumed you'd be, like, a Miss Haversham... <laughs> I mean, the one thing people said, well, no, Megan will never end up like Miss Haversham because there's not a chance she's going to leave that cake uneaten. (laughs) (laughs) See, you say Miss Haversham. I put myself in more of a Miss Hannigan role. I feel like I'm more of like a, I feel like it would be more likely for me to be a Miss Hannigan than a Miss Mm -hmm. Haversham. (laughs) Another tragic figure. Another tragic figure. Um, uh, anyway, Quaron did it great. The, the, and the, the reason why he did it super well is I think great expectations because of the way Dickens wrote or whatever. And like he wrote, it was like, he would get paid for every, like he got paid by the length. So like, right. so it's to make a faithful, really faithful adaptation of great expectations is sort of long and boring. Like, it's just right. like, you gotta, like, let's get to the, st- like, let's zhuzh it up a bit. You know what I mean? It's right. great to read, but, like, it's for the screen, it doesn't help to be super, I just don't think it helps to be super um, uh, faithful. And then I also want to talk for quite some time about the guy that played Pip, because, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but not rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is actually probably sort of true of a lot of Dickens that his supporting characters are always more interesting than his protagonist also. Mm -hmm. Like, so when, you know, Miss Havisham is rolling around on fire, you're like, damn it. (laughs) I liked her. (laughs) I liked spending time with her. Does that mean we're not going to get any more of her? Um, the convict leaves. The convict is such a great. And that actually, I feel like that opening is like a really good moment because he does look very scary. He and does look very he's, scary. He's, yeah. he's huge. Both him and what's the. The other convict. Um, no, the guy who like works as the. Um, Joe, the blacksmith. Uh, no, the guy who gives him all the money. That's like the the middleman. Oh, um, Mr. Jaggers. Both of those guys are like, they look like giants. Yeah. They both look like they were like seven foot four. Yeah, they're huge. They're huge dudes. They're huge dudes. That fight in the marsh is, is effective with the, with the two convicts. I think that, um, I just think when Pip grows up into being a man, a man, quote unquote, he looks like a little fucking bitch. <laughs> 
That guy, I'm sorry, but that actor has the most, does that actor not have the most punchable face you've ever seen in your entire life? Yeah, he does have a pretty punchable face. And then, you know, he's, he's alongside, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi as Mr. Mm -hmm. Pocket. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Love, love me some Alec Guinness. But I truly was just like, I didn't buy him at, like, the whole thing is like, Pip is like a black, like, whatever. He's a, he's a blacksmith's apprentice and like, he gets plucked from whatever. He already looks like a little dandy. So like when they're like, come to get him, I'm just like, ugh. Like, Yeah, there's nothing that seems like. Like, he would have any trouble becoming a gentleman. No. Aside from just not having wealth. Like, there's nothing, like, about him society-wise that it's like, oh, this is even even being given all this money from a mysterious benefactor, he's not... Like this will be easy for him because yeah. of look how he looks. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he looks like it. He doesn't. Act, he doesn't have like really crude manners. Like the guy that plays Joe, I think is so great, and I I think he does a good job. He has the accent and the whole thing. Like Pip already sounds like he's from London. Like I just right. I just think that that guy. Apologies to whoever the fuck he is. Not a leading man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You John know Ethan Hawke. You know Ethan yeah. Hawke. Sean Mills. John. God. John Mills. John, John, John Mills. I don't Ethan think they Hawk? had Sean's then. Sean's? Yeah. They, had Sean's? <laughs> they had Sean's. In Ireland, probably they did. Yeah, that's probably true. But they didn't let those people on screen. No, of course not. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, also, feel like uh, in Dickensian times, two things she didn't want to be. Um, an orphan. Mm. Really get treated badly. People yeah. are not nice to orphans, even when it's your own sister. Yeah. Um, not th- not his fault his parents died? Christ. Yeah. Second of all, it feels like you really don't want to uh, be sentenced to any crime. They really threw around the death penalty very freely Willy, back in this period Willy of time. Really fucking nilly. And the, and the prison guys did not look good. They were, no, I mean, they're, but they're just like, let's just line up 25 people and I'm going to say, you know what? You're all going to die. They death just, death they, for all. They had plenty of, pe- they had plenty of people in uh, England at that time and they're just trying to cut down the population, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, this was just a, I, I, I love Great Expectations. Decrease the surplus population, as another Dickens character <laughs> would say. <laughs> It was a slog. It was a slog of a movie. It very much, I mean, obviously this isn't what it is, but it very much felt like a movie that someone would make being like, hey, let's make a Sparknotes version of Great Expectations for kids that aren't going to read the book to watch the night before their paper is due. Sure, yeah. Except I'd rather, except I would tell those kids, let's sit them down, I'll tell my own child, and I'll say... (laughs) Reading is fundamental. Reading is what? Fundamental. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And you should read the book because it will be, I promise you, it might take a little longer, but it will be less of a slog and more enjoyable than sitting your ass down and opening your eyes clockwork orange style and forcing yourself to watch every frame of this David Lean great expectations, whatever. And and you'll say this to your child and he'll finish carving the third sixth into <laughs> Maddie's forehead and then spin his head around and projectile vomit pea soup right into your face. <laughs> and I'll say, are you ready? No, are you ready? No, are you ready? Are you ready for bed? Are you ready for your bedtime story? And then I'll lay down. And what will I read him? 
fucking I can't think of another <laughs> dance. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas the- Nickleby. Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> Nicholas Nickleby. I'll read him. Nicholas Nickleby. And we'll never know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Was it was it Dickens that made him this way? Or was it the Who COVID? Knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Miracle on 34th Street. Another movie remade in the 90s. People loved, people love making, remaking Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. I'd say the 90s version is not as good as this version. No. No, this is a good, this is a good little flick. It is. I had never terrible. seen this movie until a couple years ago. We watched it around Christmas and oh. I was like, um, you know, I, I texted this to you. I'm sure some of our listeners are aware of this, that perhaps the most important thing that happened in 1947 at the Oscars is Santa Claus won an Oscar. Yeah. We were all waiting for it for, yeah. I don't know, not even 20 years. We yeah. were all, but they were all waiting for it. And um, finally, hey, you know who doesn't? Came you know who guys. doesn't? You know who doesn't have an Oscar? Jesus Christ! Nope. Coincidence? Ben Hur. Ben Hur's got an Oscar, mm-hmm. but not Jesus. Not Jesus. But Santa. Santa's got an Oscar. So one more point for commercial Christmas, I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine the horror? That happened one year. We were playing a lot of like. Like, mamacita, donde esta Santa Claus? And Maddie's mom was upset. She was like, this is a secular Christmas. I need to put on Silent Night or something. Anyway, everything's going great over here. Can't wait for her to meet the Antichrist. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, this movie's fun. It's fun. Um, How do we feel ethically about Mr. Gailey? Um, basically saying, you know, like, to this child. Susie? Is that her name? I think so. What is Little Natalie Wood? Susie? Yeah, Susie. Susie. Um, of course. Every, I feel like every child in the 40s named Susie. Yeah. Um, being like, hey, uh, have your mom invite me over for dinner. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's not... He's just trying to get some turkey and some ass. He's using little Natalie Wood. Some turkey. Little Susie. Some turkey and some ass. I got to tell you something. I will... I was happy to see that, though, because my a lot of my issues with Christmas movies is uh, Thanksgiving erasure. I want to talk... Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you all about Thanksgiving erasure, because I will not stand for it. I will not stand for it. These people who are putting up their trees... In early November. I was at work yesterday. I looked out the window at work. People up and down the street putting lights around the, around the trees no. that, line, that line the street. No. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I do not mind. Some people are like, some people are so dogmatic. They're like, December 1st. I'm like, no, 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 no. Literally the day after Thanksgiving. Sure. You do you. Go to town. Yeah. Whatever. Black Friday, more like Green Friday. Green Friday. Green, Green and Red Friday. I might put up the tree one day early today, this year, in on, on Thanksgiving because I'm having a very small Thanksgiving and people mm-hmm. are coming over and I don't know if people will be over my house a lot in December because I'll be like, I don't know, farting or like <laughs> whatever pregnant, very pregnant people do. I feel like I'll be unpleasant to be around. I'm already yeah. unpleasant to be around. Yeah, I mean, let's... 
I can't imagine if these people have stood by you for this long. I, I think that they can. They've already seen you at what many would say is the worst. I'm not even talking about your worst. So oh, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Mm. And again, that's me. And, and now this is it's, it's all of that. But like picture all of that, but sober. So not great. Um, yeah. But generally, yeah, day after Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving. So I appreciate that this movie, that this starts on Thanksgiving and we have some, you know. Well, we need the Macy's Day Parade because, God, of I course, love the Macy's. I can't wait. I love the Macy's Day Parade. Love it. I mean, this movie really is in the pocket of Big Macy's. It is. <laughs> I had forgotten rewatching this that a lot of the plot is all about how he tells actual Santa is working as a Macy's Santa, and he tells people where they can go to get things Macy's doesn't have, and then Macy's is like, this is great. And then Gimbel's is like, we should also do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like all the department stores being like, we'll tell people that where to get things that aren't here. <laughs> Thank you, Santa Claus. It's a real, um, that's the capitalist fairy tale. Yeah. Is, yeah, if we don't have it here, it's somewhere I else. I will say, I will say I thought... And this, you know, gets a little, gets us a little Jewish in our Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. The part where the little Dutch girl is brought to meet Santa. And they're like, she just wanted to meet you. We know you won't be able to talk to her at all. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's not outwardly said, but it's very clear that she had been orphaned in the Holocaust, probably. And had been brought over to the United States. Um, Or orphaned. During World War II, like maybe she's a Christian child. That's not made clear. But and then he speaks to her in Dutch. I thought that was very sweet. It's very sweet. It's very and it's very moving, I think. Yeah. The guy that plays Santa Claus, the winner, Santa Claus winner, our our Santa Claus, he's really fucking good. Like (laughs) you like really like truly you believe he might be Santa Claus. (laughs) He's a very nice man. Um. I also, of course, were you upset seeing another role that you didn't get a chance to play because you weren't alive yet? Which, of course, is the drunk wife (laughs) on the phone. (laughs) Honestly, it feels like every single time it's like it's like a knife in my heart. It's like a knife in my heart. Drunk wife is my specialty. God damn it. Yeah. It's like, you know, play what you know. I just want And then four, just go to just, market to market to buy a fat pig. <laughs> <laughs> to market to market jiggity jig. Craig, I just want four to six spicy margaritas at all times. Is that so wrong? Ooh, I got. So I officiated a wedding like a month ago. And my gift Damn, you're from, the, around. from the bride and groom, I, I mean, you know, um, they gave me a bottle of Casamigos. Mm. And they gave me uh, mm, like a brand. glass, and then I uh, I went and I got some habanero margarita mix because I was just like in the liquor store. I was like, I'm just going to try this. You know, it's obviously not as good as if like handmade like a spicy margarita with like right. a gop. But I was like, but it was like you know, it was like a ten dollar mixer instead of like a bottle four dollar mix or whatever. Right. It's quite good. To give you a headache the next day because that's my issue with no. mi- with mixers is I get. I, I don't feel good the next day. No, because this one does. You did. You it was like use real lime juice and. So, oh, okay, they, you, you added yeah. stuff to it as well. Oh, yeah. God, that sounds so good. 
anyway, so I can have another one of those if I want right now. The mixer's in the fridge. <laughs> Tequila's on the bar. So mad. I'm so mad. Uh, I'm so mad. To market, to market, to <laughs> buy a fat hog. <laughs> to market, to market, jiggity jog. I can't talk about this movie anymore. Um, I, I do like at the it. end, they're like, we have to buy this house. We have to buy this house for Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Santa has, Santa has led us to a house that now we will have to that purchase we will have for to our purchase. eight-year-old. Because there's a swing in the backyard. Did Santa leave us a down payment? Yeah, seriously, Santa. Santa, what it like? Can because I go, anybody oh, can they just. Don't, they don't have the down payment at Macy's. Do they have it at Gimbal's? <laughs> anybody could just send you like a fucking Zillow listing. But the issue is, uh, where where are you coming up with the green for this for this house? Yeah, an issue. This movie also sort of, uh, it's Santa versus psychotherapy. So for any, any Freud, Freud fans out there, um, psychotherapy not seen in a, a very positive light in this movie. No. Also can't help but think that Judge should have been recused since his grandchildren hated him yeah. uh, for even having to sit on the case. So he seems like he's compromised. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah. He was, he was pushed into. Although, they did, look. The defense mounted a really good, it was a really good defense. Yeah. And God we yeah. trust. I believe it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the best picture winner from 1947. Gentlemen's, the gentleman's agreement or just gentleman's agreement. Gentleman's agreement. First of all, weird that, why is it called gentleman's agreement? So they actually, they do your favorite thing. They say the they title. They say the title. Later on where they basically say that like the, that? so... Gregory Peck, uh, the woman that he's dating, they basically, like, she says, like, the town she grew up in. There's, like, a the gentleman's fake woke, agreement. The fake woke woman. Yeah. The gentleman's agreement that, you know, Jews won't buy in this town. Oh. Okay. Or that I, they won't be, like, they won't people be, won't sell to them. Yeah, won't, people won't yeah. sell them. I miss that. There's, I, there's I miss nothing that on the books saying that they can't, but the realtors in the area know, like... That's a real shame that I missed that line because I, you know, yeah. I, you know that I love when that happens. Um, yeah, uh, I like this movie. I kind of dug it. It's, it's a little um, heavy. Ha- I mean, listen, it is. It's heavy definitely handed. heavy handed because the after. So it's basically Gregory Peck, which Who right there can is white. Get it. <laughs> I just want to say. I just want. I just want to. This is welcome to Megan's horny corner. Yeah. I just want to say my horny corner. I'd <laughs> emphasis on the horns. <laughs> I just want to say, Cary Grant is like classic leading man, good looking guy, whatever the fuck. Move aside, Cary Grant. For me, it is all Gregory Peck all the time. I mm-hmm. fucking love, Gre- love Gregory Peck. I find him so hot, and he always does these fucking message movies. I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird, this is not, but still. He's the good guy in this, and um, what is that sound, Craig? I don't know. I don't hear anything. Oh, that's on your end, for <laughs> sure. Anyway, lo- long story short, fucking Philadelphia. Fucking Philadelphia. Oh, long- it's, it's the Eagles. Yeah, that's what <laughs> They're flying over Go again. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is, uh, uh, Gregory Peck is hot, and he's really hot in this movie. And that, for me, 
put it head head and shoulders above <laughs> that. Was, that was enough. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Continue. I mean, so basically the story is just about a journalist who decides he's going to pretend to be Jewish to discover anti-Semitism. Um, and then I would say, like, the first hour then is consistent scenes of just him being like, well, I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. And then people being like, oh, here's me being outwardly anti-Semitic. <laughs> very, making for a very awkward, like, yeah. couple of minutes where the guy's like, whoa, what did... It's and it's particularly I would almost say the one because it is I mean I think this is a better movie but there is like you know a green booky quality to it that it's like don't be this way yeah I think the stuff that the most awkward moment for me and obviously like in any community there's like you know we talk about colorism within the black community, stuff like that. But there's a Jewish secretary that is working with him. And it is weird. Like they make her like kind of go out of her way to be anti-Semitic against people that aren't Christian passing. Yeah. Which I, I'm sure takes place in that community, but it does seem weird in this case that it's like they do it multiple times with that character to be like, also, it's bad to be anti-Semitic, but the Jews can be bad to Jews also. Yeah. Like, it, it's yeah, a that weird was, sort of... It waters down the message a little bit, yeah. I'll be honest. Um, that was... You're right, because if they had just done it once, I would have been like, okay. But there was a couple yeah. of different instances of, of that, which was strange. And then also we have... And so then because of that, then we have Gregory Peck's character lecturing the Jewish <laughs> secretary... About, about how to be a good Jew. Yeah, which I was like, <laughs> yeah, mm, I don't like this. This feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Um, also, so in this, he also is developing a romance with this woman, Kathy, Kathy, who... Why would you not pick Celeste Holm over Kathy? Thank you. I, that Thank you. Is, Celeste Holm is like this arts editor at the paper who is Jewish, right? No, she's not or, Jewish. She just she's is, just, she's just she, is like... Straight up, a good person, a good person, and not multiple times we see Kathy be like anti-Semitic, and then be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and then just do it again. A hundred percent. And then at the end of the movie, it almost seemed like there was like a scene missing because at the end of the movie, it's like, "What has she done?" Like we just get told she's going to like lecture her sister, and you're going to go back to her when you could just be with Anne. Just be with Anne. <laughs> she's cool and works at the magazine in fashion. She's into and it's like she's into you. She's fun. She goes out with like she go she went out with you and your friend. Like you guys are pals. And like, yeah, and especially because it seems like there was a scene missing. She was at one point, remember she when he was like, we broke up, she was like, come over, we'll have drinks and like talk and it'll be yeah. fine. And then we never saw that scene, and I was like, yeah, Celeste Holm is like the fucking tits, man. Like, go with her, 100%. She's actually real woke and not fake woke. She did win the Oscar, though, for Best Supporting Actress. Good for her. Good, yeah. for, good for her. Good for her. You know what? Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't pick Celeste Holm over fucking Kathy, other than Kathy looks seven years younger. And, yeah. you know... People, I think similar people, to Crossfire. People seem to care I, about that. Similar to Crossfire, for me, the last 30 minutes of this movie are by far the strongest. Yeah. Like, I think things like really, like, you actually get, like, some really well, not that the acting is bad throughout the movie, but, like, the, like, really good, well-acted scenes are all in that last 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's it's less, like, teaching and more, 
and it just feels realer. Yeah. I guess. Well, the scene when they when they're the Celeste Holm and um, Gregory Peck and his Jewish friend are having yeah. dinner, and the guy gets mad at like that was a really I felt like that was very that was like a really well done, really real thing. And I, I thought the guy who plays Dave was also he was great in that scene with Kathy when he like yeah. goes to when Kathy's like, "Will you come meet me?" Like he's terrific in that yeah, scene. Yeah, and he, and she's like, "Somebody told this joke," and he's like, "Well, what did you do when they told the joke?" And she's like, "Oh, I was sick and I wanted to like whatever." And he's like, "But what did you do?" And she's like, yeah. "Nothing." Yeah, yeah. I thought that was good. I, I, yeah, the beginning is I the beginning I enjoy because I just enjoy Gregory Peck always. He's right. so watchable. But it, it, it's a little meandery in that he just is like uh, he just is like having these encounters and <laughs> encountering. Anti- Although I will say, Gregory, maybe go by Phil. Maybe don't go by Skyler. Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> That's just I go by Skyler. I guess it was his mother's maiden name, so it's his middle name. It's not a great. It's, it's not, not a great, great name, Skyler Green. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Um. Yeah. yeah. Better yeah. than I, I had seen the, I had seen Gentleman's Agreement before because I'd watch all the Best Picture winners and I liked it better than I remembered liking it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It, it and it it was just it always kept my attention. Yeah. It moved. Well, should we rank? I think we shall. I think we shall. All right. So, Meg, we'll start with you. Five yeah. to one. Five to one. Actually, this is kind of tough because. This is kind of tough. This is kind of tough. I, think I have a super clear five and four. I mean, I think it's pretty clear other than one, two for me. But there's also not like, except for my number five, there's not like a ton of separation because there was one that I really just didn't think was interesting as a movie. Um and the others had like high points, but like none of these are like more than a three and a half star movie for yeah, me no. either. Like no, no, yeah. I didn't. I didn't love any of them, but I also didn't really hate. I mean, I'm going to put great, great expectations as five because mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even hate that movie. I just was like, it was just a slog. It was yeah. just a long slog for me. Um, four, I think I'm going to put Crossfire. Mm-hmm. Three, I'm going to put The Bishop's Wife. Two, I'm going to put Gentleman's Agreement. And sorry to be that basic bitch, but I think Miracle on 34th Street, like, holds up, man. It's like, a, it's an enjoyable movie. Meg, sorry to be that basic bitch, but run it back. Run it back? Run that shit back? <laughs> oh, that Same is ranking. so enjoyable. The one two is like the closest for me. Like me I feel like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I liked more when I watched it a couple years ago, but it could just be because it was still kind of fresh. So there wasn't like um, and Gentleman's Agreement. Like I said, I liked more this time. I think the last thirty minutes of Gentleman's Agreement is probably the strongest of any of the films for sure. But for like sure. I said, the first hour and a half, like there's some stuff that feels just very like pat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I've got the same rating rankings. I mean, now, talk I to me watch... in July. I might change my mind in yeah. July and be like, yeah. I don't want to watch Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street in July. I'd rather watch Gentleman's Agreement. But yeah, those no Christmas two, in July. For no me. Christmas in July. But those two are the best. Those those two are the best movies for sure. Yeah. Um, 
so I know you watched at least one other film from the year. Mm-hmm. I just watched one. I did watch the death yeah. scene that you told me to. I, I watched a death scene that you told from a movie that you told me to watch. But I was like, I'm not this sh- isn't that great. I don't know that this is the it's one. Pro- it's probably not the one. No, just because. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, let's talk about Black Narcissus because right. I know you watched that and so I watched I, it also. So I watched Black Narcissus because oddly it's like one of Maddie's favorite movies. Did you know that? He no. like owns it on Criterion Collection. He's like loves Black Narcissus. Loves it, loves it, fucking loves it. Yeah. Who's, the, who's the director? I think it's because uh, he likes... It's Pressburger and... Um, no, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know why... Maddie, come here! I'm going to try and get him to answer for this. It's um, Michael Powell and uh, em- Emmerich Pressburger. Um, he's coming. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good. It's about... Yeah, I mean, I think it looks amazing. Like, that's kind of what it's, like, known for is because it was shot, like, in studio and, like, all of those, like, things of the the, like... Himalayas are like hat hand yeah, painted. It like, looks really like, good. Yeah, it looks great. I just wanted you to tell the people why why you love Black Narcissus so much. Because it's one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> it's like a real. That's it, and then you just walked away. That's like a real yeah. bold statement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now that's by the way, that's a role I could have played. Was uh, what's the name of the crazy the the one that does. <laughs> Mahayaya or whatever. <laughs> no, sister, sis, sister Ruth, sister Ruth, sister Ruth. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about. Oh um, no! Oh, the one that's in brown. That's like the white woman um, playing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of. We should say there's a lot of brown face in. A lot Black of brown Narcissus. face in this. Tough, 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 tough. Yeah. Although the guy that plays, what he's like an actual Indian guy or something, whatever. Uh, but sister Ruth is. Um, who I'm talking about, who yeah. goes a little uh, cute, cute bananas at the end, but she looks good doing it. Like she puts yeah, on she that. Does. She does. She looks better. She puts on that red lipstick and her hair gets a little bit, you know, like her hair gets a little bit wild. And I was like, damn, yeah, uh, yeah you go f- try to fuck that dude and then be rejected. RIP. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. Ooh. Did you hear that slam? I think He's it was mad the, that you didn't say it was one of the best movies of all I time. I think it was the wind. Yeah, it, looks, it looks great. I think similar, like, we've talked about like a bunch of these movies. Like, when Sister Ruth goes crazy, that's, like, when I got interest in the movie. Yeah. Up until that point, like, there's, like, some interesting stuff. But, like, that's, like, the cool stuff. But it's in the last 20 minutes of the yeah. movie. So. Agreed. 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 I'd still put it above. I'd probably put it below Gentleman's Agreement. But I'd. I'd put it in. The, I, I would have nominated it above. Yeah, it's in. It's in the top five. It's definitely. I'm not sure if I like it as much as the Bishop's Wife, even, but I definitely liked it better than the other two. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the other two films I watched, I watched The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Yeah, I never seen. Do that you movie. know this film? I do know the movie. I mean, I because they didn't they make more of them or no? There was a TV show. Yeah, they, for sure. I was gonna say that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So basically, Is it the Mer- ghost it's and- not Myrna Loy. Who's the? Who's the? The no, it's it's Jean Tierney. Okay, plays a woman. She's a widower, and she decides to move from London with a young Natalie Wood as her daughter. Wow, Natalie Wood making the Get rounds. Around. 
and her housekeeper to like the English seaside and she rents this house that's haunted by Rex Harrison, who's a dead sea captain. Absolutely love that. Um, and she basically like falls in love with this dead sea captain, but he's dead. Um, but they write a book together because she needs money to buy the house. So she like writes his biography for him, gets published. She falls in love with another writer who she, he stops haunting the house because she's in love with this other writer disappears. And then of course the other writer played by George Sanders, Addison DeWitt from all about Eve, um, is married she finds out. So then she just lives a life of complete loneliness. Wow. <laughs> All by herself in this cabin with her. Cause you know, young Natalie Wood grows up, goes to college, yeah, gets engaged. Sure. Gotta get it's out of there. It's just her and the housekeeper. And then at the end of the movie, she dies. <laughs> and the ghost of Rex Harrison <laughs> comes back and takes her as his ghost wife, I guess, like off into the, Okay, Either. so this sounds like the best movie of the year. So this sounds like the best movie of the year. I would not have this as the best. The other movie I watched is a movie called Out of the Past, which is another film noir starring Robert Mitchum. Right. Where basically he's this guy who own, who's like run away from like this mob-esque situation uh, run by uh, Kirk Douglas. This was before Kirk Douglas was a star. Um, he's like working at this uh, gas station. Um but his past finds him, so he has to go back and, you know, there's just all this very noir, little confusing, but I'll tell you the death scene I'm talking about, okay. why this is... Because the one I watch is just the woman shoots the guy in the cabin. No, this... So there is a character in this film that works at the gas station with him who is a deaf and mute teen that um, basically when the past comes to the town... They're trying to, like, find Robert Mitchum and kill him. And there's this... So Robert Mitchum's, like, in this, like, sort of, like, valley area. And this guy, this bad guy, is up on a cliff. And he's getting ready to shoot Robert Mitchum in the back. And the deaf-mute teen has followed him and has his fishing pole. Oh, no. And he casts a reel up, hooks the guy's shirt and then pulls him off the cliff. <laughs> and that for is that sick. reason and because it's a pretty weak year, Out of the Past <laughs> is my favorite film of 1947. <laughs> it beat Santa Claus just cuz of the fishing pole. It beat Santa Claus, although I did take this screenshot from The Ghost and Mrs. Muir which is when I'm going to show it to you in a second, and maybe I'll, I'll post it on our Instagram. Uh, one of my favorite screenshots of all time, that, okay. since we started doing this. Um, the sis, her sister-in-law and mother-in-law, who she lived with in London, come to visit her to try and get her to move back to London when all the money is dried up from her dead husband. And she starts talking to Rex Harrison in the moment, which uh, they can't see Rex Harrison. And <laughs> she says, no, I will stay here. And this is what the sister-in-law says. Very well. <laughs> you're apt. So, you're obviously it? insane, and I want nothing more to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave, and you never see them in the movie and again. And that's the end. Well, th- yeah. she was true to her word. Yeah. Um, anyway, wow. 1947. Na- 1947. Either watch a movie about <laughs> Christmas or... A wo- An angel a- trying to fuck a wife, a ghost trying to fuck a widow... <laughs> 
anti-Semitism. Of, again, a lot of people trying yeah. to fuck, but no fucking. We're really yeah. in the decade of there's not going to be any fucking, is there? Yeah. What a shame. Not much. What a shame. Um, Meg. Craig. You want to talk about any movies from 2020, 2022 that you've seen? I got to tell you, I was thinking about this. I don't think I've seen anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think I've seen. I don't. We already talked about Tar, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Talked about Tar. You talked about The Woman King. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen anything since then. I've been busy. I've been busy just dating. I am gonna. This is like a, it's like a whole new thing for you now I that know. you've told the podcast. Now that I've told like the podcast, now, now the jokes, you can use. the jokes, they are a flowing. Um, yeah. I don't think I've. I truly don't think I've seen anything. I will say I'm excited to see. I was going to see the Fablemans yesterday, but I think it's going to have to wait until next weekend. Um, I'm excited for a bunch of stuff coming out. What what should we be get? What, hey Craig, hey Craig, let me interview you. What should we mm-hmm. be excited for? Um, so of the stuff I saw, at Phil- I saw a lot of awardsy stuff at the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival. Um, my favorite movie was a movie called Broker, which is the the director that did Shoplifters. Okay. Um, and it stars um, a movie we both really liked. Yeah, um, I'm gonna forget his name. Uh, the lead from Parasite. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, um, so that's a great film. Um, I really liked. I thought Women Talking was very good. I thought She Said was quite good. Um, I'm excited about that. I like. I like to see Carrie uh, Mulligan and things. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, give her more. Um, there's this uh, film called Corsage, starring Vicky Creeps, um, that I think you'll kind of dig. It's sort of like if you like The Favorite and Marie Antoinette and films like that. It's yeah. about um, an empress of Austria. Um, but it's funny. And, um, I actually liked Empire of Light a lot. The new Sam Mendes movie with Olivia Coleman. I think some people are really not going to like it. Um, that seems to already be like a thing. Um, but I thought it was quite good. I also, did we talk about, I think, did we talk about Blonde last time we did this? No, we have not talked about Blonde. Cause I was going to okay. watch it as a goof and then I. It's, it's, it's probably the worst movie I've seen this year. Okay. I think it's very poorly made, and I also think it's like, it's just, it's it's hurtful. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going to watch yeah. it as a goof, but then from some of the stuff that I've read, both criticism and some of the clips that I've seen, I think we need to let her rest. Yeah. I think we need yeah. to let her rest, guys. Now, um, I also really didn't like Triangle of Sadness very much. Yeah, I'm, I, I've cooled on that big time. I thought, it w- I thought it was super overwritten. I thought it could have been like an hour and 50 minutes and instead it's two and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of that guy's, that, that guy's M.O. I felt that same yeah. way about Force Majeure where I was like, this yeah. is good, but we don't need it's, – yeah. it's, it's gone on too long now. Right, totally. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else – I'm forgetting. Um, I saw Black Panther. It's fine. Uh, I thought Causeway was pretty good. If you have oh, Apple yeah? TV Plus, yeah. um, uh, Decision to Leave. The Jennifer which Lawrence. Is the, the Jennifer Lawrence. I, I do love Jennifer Lawrence. Causeway, yeah. yeah. And Brian Tyree Henry is really. He's a star, man. He's making it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. So that's most of the stuff I've seen. I saw some other stuff, but those, yeah, definitely, definitely broker and 
women talking, and then we talked about I like Tar a lot more than you, and uh, Banshees of Venice Sharon I think is really good. Oh, too. I did see Banshees of Venice Sharon. Oh my god, that's what I saw. Yeah. I was trying to think. I was like, I did go to the movies. What was it? I'm sorry, and it's weird that I wouldn't remember it because I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean. Um, I think He's we're great. both McDonough fans, but I just really liked, like, it's much more like one of his, like, early plays mm-hmm. than what some of his movies have been, and yeah, I just dug it. I prefer that. And I, I prefer... thought about it a lot since I saw it. Yeah, me too. I love that line where he says, like, you think God gives a shite about a little mini donkey or whatever, and he's like, maybe that's where it all went wrong. That's a great line. Um, also, I want to say about Colin Firth, uh, it's so interesting. Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell, sorry. Colin Farrell has that Jude Law thing where, like, these, I think he's a really good actor, and I think he got hosed. He was too or, hot. Yeah, he was too hot. He got hosed yeah. early on because it was like, you're, he's the hot guy. He's got to play the hot guy and stuff. And it's like, he's yeah. a better actor than that. You can give him yeah. cool roles and cool stuff to do. But as he ages, he gets to do more interesting, better yeah. stuff that's, like, really showing off his... Um, his skill and I, I think he's really good. Yeah. Like um, anything you want to plug? Mm, po- no, not right now. This <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this has been a weird, it's been a weird year. I'm going to be honest. It's been a yeah. weird year. Yeah. Um, you Much can like 1947. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at the Oscar should on Instagram or Facebook at the Oscar should have gone to. Um, I mean, for now, you can follow us on Twitter at the Oscar should. That could change by the time this podcast releases. Maybe somebody um, will get the will go will will blue check mark. Up. You know what I mean? They'll get the blue oh, check yeah. mark for us. Yeah, and they'll uh, create a, a fake version of us. Yeah. Um, if you like what you listen to, please, as always, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back in a few weeks. I'm thinking, Meg, I'm thinking we do 2012 next. I love that idea. Let's take a so break from the 40s. I think we're going to do 2012, and then maybe we'll do a best of 2022, our top tens, and that's how we'll close out the year. That's a great idea. That's great. Let's take um, a little break. Yeah, so we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>